I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my name is Stuart Miles and welcome to the Pocalimp podcast. Amazon has held its annual September event revealing a stack of new devices, services and even concept models that will come to us in the future. But what do we make of the announcement? Should you be excited or is it just more of the same from one of the world's largest online retailers? Joining me to discuss the big announcements from the virtual event are Pocalimp's Chris Hall and Rick Henderson. So let's start with you, Chris, and the products that you can buy almost straight away. I'm talking about the new smart thermostat and a giant Echo Show amongst others. Yeah, that's right. Along with the uh, the other more fanciful things that they launched, we have a new smart thermostat that's going to be Amazon branded and a larger Echo Show, as you just mentioned. The smart thermostat is interesting because obviously this is a market that's already fairly well populated by the likes of Hive and Nest and others. But Amazon's big play is here is that it's coming in at the affordable end of the market and it's only going to be $59.99. Um, it's going to be available in the US only to begin with, but we're pretty sure that it will hop over the pond at some point and become available in Europe too. Um, we don't know a huge amount about it. We know that Amazon has worked with Honeywell uh, to to make this thermostat and ensure that it's going to work with other systems. But the presentation on the stage last night was very much about working with heating and ventilation systems, which is quite different to the way we set up in the UK, for example, which is around central heating and hot water tanks and the rest of it. Do you think that's a a good space for them to go? I mean, there seems to be, obviously, we've got quite a lot of smart thermostats, even from Honeywell Residio themselves. We've got the Nest stuff. You know, we've got Hive here in the UK. Do we need another one? Is is that play because it's gone in at the lower end of the market? Do you think that will encourage more people, Rick, to get on board? Well, you you do need um, the sort of like the back end of the system anyway. This th- smart thermostat works with other twenty four volt HVAC systems. So essentially, you'll have to get in um, uh, a Honeywell Home or a Nest system to connect to your boiler and your uh, your air conditioning. Anyway, this is just a device that then you screw into a wall to be able to control it from that kind of aspect, a kind of a smart hub for your existing system, if you like. So that's how they kept the price down. I can see it working really well in America, but um, as far as I'm aware in this country, people tend to buy their systems complete. So they have it all installed at the back end, at the boiler side and the the hot water tank side as well. So um, whether you're going to want to rip out your nest or your um, hive thermostat just to put in an amazon thermostat i'm not i'm not so sure yeah i think i mean to me it feels it feels at 60 dollars. it it's really you know that's fairly cheap you should be able to get some savings back on you know a more effective heating system pretty quickly from that because it's not sort of a thousand pound install you know a thousand dollar install rate and stuff like that so it, it kind of almost feels as like they've they've gone for the people that thought about smart heating already have already got smart heating they've already gone nest they've already gone honeywell or or what have you and so this is kind of those the majority 
of the rest of us, you know, the rest of them that are kind of thinking, what is this smart heating like? But I'm not sure. I'm not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make sense. And at $60, you kind of think, well, let's try it and see where it goes. So that's the smart thermostat, Chris. What, what was the, the Echo Show and other bits from, from that you can buy almost now? The Echo Show 15, I think, is a lot more exciting, especially if you're um, an Alexa fan or you have existing Echo devices in your home. As the name suggests, this is a 15-inch model, and rather than being designed to sit on a shelf or worktop, this is designed to be mounted on the wall. So it's much more like a thick picture frame that you might hang in your, your kitchen, and that gives you the Echo Show display with all of those visuals that you are used to, as well as giving you all the voice commands and Alexa calling and everything else. So this is kind of predictable, if you like, moving into larger display territory, trying to focus it around being a family hub, enabling extra features like being able to recognize who's standing in front of it so that it can customize the calendar so that you can see those appointments that are in your calendar rather than seeing them in somebody else's calendar. Clever kind of stuff. I suspect that this is going to be a huge success because it seems to have a natural place to just slot into homes that are already using the Echo Show. It is a massive notice board, isn't it? I really liked that idea of of the facial recognition of saying, all right, I'm looking at the calendar, so I'm going to show my things where someone else, you know, my wife or something has gone to to it and looked at it and it will show her calendar. Uh, My my only fear of this, I suppose, is it's, and you probably can help with this as well, Rick, is that if you've got kids in if you've got kids or small people, <laughs> at what height of the wall are you supposed to then put it? But I think that's probably quite quite a, a niche problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I think that is very niche. I think it is also, um, I, I think kids will use it for with voice control and maybe watching a bit of YouTube, but it's not really for them. Um, it's mainly for adults who want to um, do anything. I mean, it reminds me actually of the screens that Samsung put in its fridges um, in the fact that they're kind of a family hub. Mm. And uh, and this gives you an option of doing that without needing the fridge itself. Um, so I, I do like that. I've also always, I've used an iPad in the past on the wall of my living room as a smart home control to sort of like control all of my Sonos system, et cetera. And I love the idea that this this can replace that, but add so much more. It kind of replaces those old Crestron controllers that mm. home cinema enthusiasts always had installed. So um, for me, it was, it was definitely the most exciting product announced because it does so many different things in one. I can see it being a big success. We've then got fitness which seems to be something that a lot of uh, big tech are getting into obviously google have bought fitbit um, um, apple have their own uh, the watch and obviously fitness plus stuff it feels like amazon's getting into this space as well and a bit more rick yes indeed um last year uh, amazon launched halo which was its fitness app system which um, is subscription based and kind of offers you lots of different fitness regimes etc this year uh, it also launched the Halo Band, which was a dumb, well, it wasn't dumb, it was smart, but it didn't have a screen or anything, and it was just a rubber band you put around your arm, and it kind of connected to the app, and all of the data it gathered, you could only see in the app. This year, they kind of listened to people and said, put a screen on it. So they have, and Halo View is exactly the same thing, but this time with an OLED screen, so it's much more like a Fitbit. Um 
that's wise, in my opinion. Also, there are going to be extensions to the app coming later this year and early next. There's Halo Nutrition, which will be um, a lot of recipes, basically, for a healthy, healthy, more healthy lifestyle and healthy eating. Um, that will essentially offer you thousands of things. And I quite like the way, although there is something cynical about it, where it directly links to your, app, your Amazon shopping list. And so you see a recipe on there and you can instantly add all of the ingredients to your Amazon shopping list and have them delivered either the same day or the next day. Um, then there's um, uh, Halo Fitness. And Halo Fitness is essentially Amazon's big play on Apple Fitness Plus. It's, you know, training regimes, video of trainers telling you how to do your activities. Now, the... Um, the good thing about that is all of these are coming to the regular Halo subscription. They're not added on extras. Your standard Halo subscription will cover both fitness and nutrition. So basically they're adding extra value to your proposition. So Chris, I think my two questions for you is, is one is do we think that Halo nutrition is just a, a gateway into whole foods and, you know, Amazon groceries and, you know, that kind of by and large approach. And how do we feel that whole package is going to, kind of size up against something like the Fitbit, which has kind of dominated this this area already. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it seems to be the typical move of, of what we like to call big tech these days, of finding an area that they can uh, capitalize on and then moving into it. And Amazon is moving itself from online bookshop th- through to complete supplier of everything. And now... Um, Halo and all and this this fitness package gives it an insight into health data and people's day to day activities. As you said, the uh, the shopping stuff means that they can lean on Whole Foods and you can have yourself buying all of the food that they're suggesting through Amazon's network and everything else. Um, for for those other things, I mean, obviously Fitbit's now been bought by Google, so Google isn't exactly small tech. So I could I can see that you can just see the way that fitness is ramping up. Apple is pushing it very hard. Google is going to get in on the game. Uh, Amazon is playing it as well. So how long is it before we see the uh, Facebook fitness tracker coming out? That will probably no doubt t- tell everybody that you're uh, that you're exercising, just so you can brag a little bit more about that. Like this exercise. Okay, so it wasn't just Amazon that was in on the Amazon event. It was also Ring, who's also owned by Amazon, but it's a completely different division. Uh, I saw in the, the event they obviously wheeled out the founder of uh, Ring, who's uh, still still around and still uh, coming up with interesting ideas. Chris, can you tell us some of the these kind of range from sensible to a bit crazy? Well, Ring has been doing some some very sensible things and they've done a very good job with the with the door cameras um doorbell cameras and and uh, domestic security stuff and ring is obviously looking to expand a little bit further and one of the amusing things that we saw was the always home cam um this was actually announced last year the same event last year it was shown off and this is the drone camera that can fly around your home and keep an eye on things so if Love it, it hears it. a funny noise it can fly into <laughs> another room um I mean, sitting here in a small semi-detached house in the UK, it's only about three paces from the front door to the back door, and you can't really <laughs> see how a drone would be able to operate. But in the sprawling mansions of LA, we imagine there's lots of people who want this this kind of thing. So that's actually going up for, I think it's an invite-only order to start with, but 
but this is moving from from fantasy to reality so that you can actually have this little drone camera flying around your house checking things and it's interesting that ring also sees virtual security guards as part of their their package as well so not only can you have a flying video camera you can actually employ some security people online to check out anything that is detected by your security systems and respond for you so you can set your alarm wander off go out and they will check and talk to your burglars for you so you don't have to be bothered by it um it's fairly expensive 99 dollars a month but um we can, we can imagine there's a market for it i just i i I can't believe in in the modern world that we live in, and a company like this, it it kind of implied that someone, i.e., a person, would be watching this footage to make sure that you're safe, rather than just offloading it to some AI machine learning sort of algorithm somewhere. Well, I suspect that there will be some of that, but there's actually talking about machine learning. There's something very interesting that they were showing off, which is called custom event alerts. This is only available on a couple of of Ring devices at the moment, but this gives you the chance to actually train the AI yourself. So in the past, we've heard a lot about AI and machine learning and the rest of it, where the company who's supplying it has trained it to recognize particular patterns and whatever else to come up with things. So, you know, they'll feed it a million pictures of cats so that it can recognize that a cat has just walked past the camera. Well, in this, in this instance, when you set up some of your Ring devices, you'll be able to provide it still photos that show things in different states. For example, the gate being open or the gate being closed. And that, in effect, is machine learning. And through mm. these, you can set up these custom event alerts so that if the gate is open, you can have an alert saying your gate is open. I don't know how useful that's going to be, but it's there. You can do it now. I suppose I, I suppose, if they kind of use this suggestion of if the car's in the drive or not. Um, I mean, it's all very it's all very surveillance kind of tech, which I suppose is what you want from Ring, who have moved into more of security surveillance business now. Uh, Rick, what, what did what struck you about the Ring announcements? Um, well, actually, what struck me is that there were also alongside the Ring announcements and announced by the same team were Blink announcements. Um, and there's a new Blink doorbell. And I now do not know the difference. I can't see why there is a Blink system and a Ring system all sold by the same company um, or all manufactured by the same company. Both, as far as I could see, do a very similar thing. Um, so I was a bit bemused by that. I, I don't know. I don't quite know where Blink sits. Is it a cheaper brand? Is it a cheaper version of Ring? It is essentially designed as a cheaper brand. The Blink indoor cameras are very affordable. So they're obviously positioning Blink as the um, the entry level and then Ring as the more advanced level, although Ring has always been fairly fairly affordable anyway. So, yeah, it, you're right. It's a strange diversification to have two products exactly the same under different brands but all owned by the same company. Um, but where I um, where I sit on the actual ring announcements is I'm I'm all for going further into the sort of like the more hardcore of the security network. In you know uh, I've had uh, neighbours burgled who have since installed very expensive alarm systems and from alarm companies that do constantly monitor the uh, the, the system so that they can instantly inform the police etc. And of course, Ring brought their alarm system to this country, but it seemed underserved in the UK. 
So while it was a good system, unless you got your phone at that exact time, it wouldn't really do much. So, um, so I can see the benefit. I can see the benefit of paying someone quite a lot of money because, quite frankly, these other alarm companies do actually charge about £100 a month anyway. So I can kind of see where it's coming from. Yeah, and I think they've obviously, you can feel that this, there was that announcement, wasn't there, about they're now giving you a set to, to, to monitor your building site. And you can see that <laughs> Ring of kind of, now that they've got beyond the doorbell, which was, you know, a good couple of years ago now when they when they first launched. And I remember, Chris, I think you and I were at the, the original launch of, of the whole thing. Um, yeah. It's very much along the lines of they're now looking, and have got to a point in that business where they're looking at every possible opportunity um, you know, to be able to do that. Now, looking at every possible opportunity in the future, uh, Amazon is is not shy about taking bets on things that might be popular. And and if not, then, it, well, it'll just get lost amongst the ether and everything else. Rick, do you want to talk to us about some of the concepts when, when, when the event, as I would like to call it, got a bit creative? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with uh, Amazon Glow, which was... Um, which looked initially as when they first announced it, it looked like a the handset from an old phone, and I and because the, the we didn't see any photos of it in context, I thought it was a small device that you put on a desktop, and it has a little camera in it and projects a screen so that kids can see a projection on on the desktop. When it sort of panned out and there were actual people in the shot, it's a mammoth. Thing. it's enormous it's it's absolutely huge it's this massive black box that contains both a camera and a screen and a uh, um, and a little projector so you can see on the screen you can see granny or granddad talking to your children you can um, have them also shown back to granny or granddad on whatever device they're using including a mobile phone but they can also play games with you. It's a bit like a portal, but without a TV having to having to play these interactive games. It was just, it just, it just seems like a very weird form factor kind of thing that's trying to, it's trying to mash up everything. The thing I saw initially, I thought, I, I, whether you've played with Osmo, which is a effectively a, a mirror that you bolt onto your iPad to then sense things, so the camera can then sense what's the game pieces in front of you, and you play it there. Obviously, there's no video calling since, but I just don't know who's this aimed at, Chris. Well, this is this. I think will be held up as the ultimate pandemic knee-jerk device. You know, you're separated from people. You want to inter- interact with family, but you can't actually meet them. What do you do? You have video calling and playing games to keep children happy. Um, it's the kind of thing that. 18 months ago, somebody said, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could do this? Yeah, let's do that. How long is it going to take to do it? About two years. Okay, well, let's do it anyway. Because that, And that feels like that's exactly what's happened. I mean, yes, maybe there'll be some parents who are away from their kids um, and want to play games whilst also talking to them. But we all know kids these days, and we know that they would much rather play on the Xbox or the Switch or something like that. Um, the it's a very narrow uh, window, I think, for kids who want to play extremely basic games whilst talking to their grandparents. Um, and grandparents have also got to sit there whilst the child doesn't really talk to them. They're playing along with the with the little game <laughs> instead. So, yeah, I think it's um, it's strangely strangely creepy in a way. It's also too 
It's too big to really store. And it's not the sort of thing you would leave out because it's about the size. I was trying to think of my head of how to describe the size. And I'd say the size of a, a teenager's torso. I don't know. It looks, it, from the pictures, it looks like a couple of cans of Pringles, right? But like, <laughs> you know, that kind of size. And then you've got to have what effectively looks like a giant dinner mat in front of that as the gameplay area. So that's kind of like an A3 piece of paper or something, isn't it, from that, that respect? I mean, it just, I, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's valiant in that they're attempting to, to like do something that's completely off the wall. But at the same time, I just, yeah, it just doesn't, it does feel like, Chris, I think you're right. It does feel like a pandemic knee jerk reaction. Like the rest of the devices we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, what's, and, what's that, next? and the, uh, and the ring drone. Um, you do need a massive house to house these sort of things. So I'll now lead it, lead it on to you, leave it on to you, Chris, um, or, or Stu, to uh, talk about the next thing. I mean, you already know that this is going to be about Astro because everybody's talking about this. And some of the cynical people will say Amazon is only launching this so that people will talk about it. Um, Astro is a domestic robot. It looks like a vacuum cleaner with, a, with an iPad stuck on the top of it. Um, it's got eyes because eyes make it cute and it has cup holders on the back so that it could potentially carry a beer across a room. Um, otherwise, it's basically the technology from a robot vacuum cleaner, but without the sucking. So it can map out your house, walk around your house, interact with people. But the strange thing is that Amazon is really pitching this as sort of like a strange stalker that lives in your house, follows people around you know, can identify who's supposed to be in the house and who's not. So if somebody, if a stranger walks into your house, Astro can identify them as a stranger, tell you there's a stranger, and then follow that person around to see what they do, which is a strange situation, really, because if you've broken into a house and you have this small robot following you, you're probably not going to say, oh, that's fine, I'm just going to ignore it. You're going to probably just tip it on its side or yeah. put it outside. Put it, or, you know, put it, in, a, put it in a cupboard or something. Just put it, put it outside like a cat or something like that. It's so, Throw a coat over it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> putting a coat over it. I mean, it's going to be great for Halloween, presumably. You can put a little sheet over it and it'll be like a little ghost roaming around your house. Like E.T. Um, the, yeah, it's just, I mean, I, the, the amount of mockery that will come out of this, I think, is, is going to be astounding. And... No, not helped by the fact that it also has a sort of periscope camera, which is a camera on a pole that <laughs> can extend out of its body so that it can actually see up to about um, about groin height of an adult. Yeah, they say they say countertop. And the example they gave was the robot rolling over to um, into the kitchen and then extending its pole camera so that it could have a look to see whether you turned the gas off. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's great, but they do say these things about uh, about the porn industry, and I suspect that Astro is probably going to have a starring role there instead. <laughs> so I've got so many questions about this. In that sense of right, so it's it, you obviously got to have a one level house to start with, right? And from all the videos, it looks like those have got to be tiled or floorboards, you know, incredibly smooth rolling because it's got these big wheels that it just rolls around. It, then it follows you around like a dog that's like waiting for dinner. And then like when you come to, when you sit in the lounge, what does it do then? Does it, does it watch telly with you or does it watch you watching telly? <laughs> like, I'm not sure. Like, like why, why? Yeah. 
I can't see any purpose for it whatsoever other than um, to making sure you're aware that the gas should be turned off or that a stranger is in the house two seconds before it's smacked over the face with a baseball bat. I really genuinely, I, I sat there, I actually thought it was cute. I was I was one of those that, that was slightly off the wall on this one and thought, do you know what, that looks really good, until I started thinking about it. And I thought, I don't see the purpose. I genuinely don't see the purpose. I mean, we were talking about security before, and that is literally the only reason I could see that there is a use for this, that it can kind of take take shots of images of each room to make sure that nobody's in them. But apart from that, there's very little else. I mean, I can imagine you getting one of these and you're getting the Ring home cam and, like, together they will fight the forces of evil in your home in an attempt to try and ward off, you know. He's like, the little Astro is going to be, like, bashing into someone's leg. The drone is going to be flying into their face. I mean, it's a, it's a good tag team kind of WWE moment. If it's one of those dystopian um, sci-fi movies from around the 1980s, 70s to 1980s, I could see it being a companion to a single person living in an enormous Californian mansion where they just walk around and they don't need speakers in each room because they can just say, Astro, uh, play some John Bon Jovi or Astro, do this or Astro, do that. But the thing is, it can't physically do anything. So you can you can have it sort of just be a companion, but I can't. But they they even said, oh, it can get a beer for it. Yeah, if someone else puts the beer in it. Yeah, if someone I mean, else takes the beer out of the fridge, puts it in the Astro, Astro then comes to you and gives you the beer, but you then have to take out. You might as well just get a dumb remote control car and strap it to the back of it. it there's no purpose other than that. So do we think it's going to be a, a hit or a flop? Massive hit. A massive hit. <laughs> I, I think Astro, Astro is probably going to be the star of untold YouTube videos. I think there's a very bright future for Astro, um, but I, I, I suspect that Astro is going to struggle to find its real purpose in life. Um, and there will probably be a depressing moment in the future where it becomes aware of the world around it and decides that without function, it shouldn't exist and kills itself. Let's just say Chris earlier said that it's a vacuum cleaner that doesn't suck. Well, um, I, I beg to differ. It sucks big time. <laughs> okay, so with that, final comments then. Um, of all of the, do we think, you know, of all of the whole event rounded up together, has it been a good good event so far, do you think? Do you think it's it's put Amazon in a good light going forward? Is there lots there that people get excited about? Or do you think it's it's kind of, it's a bit hit and miss? I think that people will rush out and buy the Echo Show 15 I suspect that's going to be high up on the list, on Christmas lists everywhere. I think people are going to flock to that. Um, it, it's a it's a real mixture, though. I mean, it's not like the big dump where you have lots of echoes to choose from and you say, oh, I can update this, change this, do this, do the other things. Um, there's a lot here that you will look at and say, well, Amazon's thinking about the future. We just don't really know what that future looks like. And Rick? Yeah, very... Very few short-term products, so um, I was expecting a lot more on Echo, to be honest, um, a, a refresh of some of the Echo devices. So I was surprised there wasn't. Um, but there's, you know, it's nice to sometimes see some crazy future thinking. It, it was fun. It just isn't very useful. And that's it for this week's show. Thanks very much for listening. Until next time, pip pip. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.